Welcome to the Coach Speak Podcast, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Steve Medford, the show where we talk coaching with some of the best in the business. In this episode, host Bill Roseberry sits down with former Edwardsville, Ohio State, and Oakland Raiders football player, Morris Bradshaw. This episode of Coach Speak starts in 20 seconds. To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Steve Medford, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 498-8523. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. All right, we're back here at Coach Speak um, here in Alton at the WBGZ Studios, and we have a very special guest today, uh, a little bit of Edwardsville flavor on this um, edition of Coach Speak and a guy who played in the NFL and has worn a lot of different hats uh, through the years, uh, Morris Bradshaw. Morris, thank you for coming to the show, man. Uh, my, my pleasure, Bill. Thanks for, uh, for inviting me on and having me. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a while since we've talked. Obviously, you know, I, I was at the Edwardsville Intelligencer years ago and was a sports editor there, and I loved doing those um we called them the legendary legend stories that we did there i started out i interviewed harry gallatin um when he'd been at siue and and i uh, talked about his basketball career and everything and then i did don ole and then i kind of moved into the football and i'd get different um you know um contacts i did a story on on bob hoskins who was probably one of your mm-hmm. heroes growing up and it was a little bit before mm-hmm. you and then and then i got a chance to to interview you and um you know so much fun talking about the the history there of the athletes and um you know you uh you were one of the one of the great ones to come out of there i mean back in the days where you're getting you know you have woody hayes coming to edwardsville high school to recruit you to ohio state and um let's just talk about where that all started i know you didn't even play organized football until the ninth grade at Edwardsville and then look what it gave you as a life so yeah correct um well again thanks so much um uh setting this up and and um you know the the whole you know the Woody Hayes thing ninth grade uh Edwardsville um you know we grew up on I think a lot of us um guys that I graduated with and excuse me guys that um you know, I played with, you know, on the playgrounds, that's kind of sort of where, where a lot of it, you know, started. And, um, I, this is a very uh, timely, um, you know, in that I was, I was just back there and, and, um, you know, several years ago I, I retired and you, you, you move into a different phase of life. And uh, that has, you know, rightly or wrongly, and especially with this pandemic, uh, not a lot of time for reflection. Right. And, and just looking back and, and um, I, I realized that I, I never really took the time to do that. Um, I was always busy trying to get, you know, to the, to the, next, uh, to the next page, so to speak. But I loved every moment of it, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, one of the things that, 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 um, did come to light out of, out of all of that is, um, you know, in, in, in starting with organized sports, if you will, little league baseball, and then, um, um, you know, eighth grade, 
ninth grade, eighth grade basketball. Uh, football wasn't offered until until ninth grade. Um, but I think a lot of the coaching that we got, um, in my opinion anyway, even you know little league um, coaching in in that day, um, even with you know the junior high school, uh, we, we were taught uh, very well. Um, I learned later about the fundamentals of, of a sport. And, you know, this was a day, Bill, when, uh, uh, fortunately, you know, we, we played every sport. We, you know, we weren't driven to or, or you know, pigeonholed into, uh, you know, okay, you're going to be a basketball player, you're going to be a football right. player. And, you know, I think, uh, and I've learned over the years, um, a lot of the skills and the development of those skills are, are transferable from sport to sport. You know, eye, eye and, and um, um, eye and hand coordination, you know, basketball, you know, footwork and football with offensive linemen. And, you know, I saw a lot of guys along the way, both in college and professionally. Uh, you know, they excelled in, in a lot of sports. Uh, but the two that really go together, you know, basketball and football. And, you know, it's the footwork and it, eye and hand coordination and, um, you know, just, you know, pure athleticism in, in, in a lot of cases. So, uh, you know, with that, I said I'm very um, grateful and thankful, um, you know, of the, you know, the coaching, uh, you know, at that level. I'm, and here again, you know, the, that industry is different today uh, than when we grew up. Then. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was. Many things are different today. But um, different from uh, when I grew up, you know, and I'm a, I'm a, you know, I didn't graduate high school till 94, but my experience was still more similar to what you had compared to what kids have today, you know, with sport, when it comes to sports, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, a lot of it, um, I, you know, one attitude that I developed, you know, a lot of the kids that I've, I've seen over the years, uh, tremendous athletes, you know, you, uh, you know, athleticism can take you a long way. But you know, I'm in naturally. I'm I'm gravitating toward towards the you know professional. And although I hesitate, because college, I guess, is right there now too. Right. But um, um, you, you know, as, as as an end result, uh, uh, you know, going to a, you know the professional end of it, the coaching. Um, you know, many many of the kids, in my opinion, uh, you know, over the years. Um, you know, went a long way on just athleticism. And, and I know one of the things with the NFL, I can't speak to the other sports, but I, I would think something is similar. Uh, you know, you ask a, a, a young man coming from college um, to the professional ranks, you know, what's the difference? And many times without hesitation, you know, there, there are just two things that just jump out. And, you know, not, not any necessarily... Uh, necessarily in disorder, but you know the mental part of the game and the speed of the game. Uh, those 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 two things, and uh, I think this is something that we learn, you know, along the way. Um, you know, it's a reactionary sport. Right. Um, you, you don't have a whole lot of time to, you know, in a football game anyway, and and you know, in live action, you don't have a lot of time to think about things. You see things and you react to it, and. Uh, the reaction comes from experience and, you know, doing uh, certain drills over and 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 over again. The training part. And in many cases, you know, the fundamentals, the coaching, 
but it always seems to, for me anyway, it always seems to come back to um, the fundamentals of, of a game, you know, the understanding of it and, and, and the application and implementation of fundamentals. So, Do you remember uh, any of the names of those, those youth coaches you had in Edwardsville, those people that helped kind of build you with those fundamentals? You know, off the top of my head right now, um, um, I, I, I don't. I, I, I recently was in touch with a, a classmate and a friend, John uh, Cordera, uh, Cordera, and his, his dad was a, uh, um, John played on our ninth grade uh, baseball team. And okay. I remember uh, Middle League, John's dad, you know, um, and, you know, I, at this stage, <laughs> there are folks, I'll, 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 I don't know the names, I can see faces, I can't, I can't remember them all. But the, I think the point that I'd like to make with you, Bill, is just the, the fundamentals. Right. Uh, regardless of who they were and what their names were, uh, we, we happened to be in an era where, you know, guys, fathers, uh, coaches took, took the time and, mm-hmm. and, you know, to pass that along. And I, I, I guess the point is, you know, today things move so quickly. I, I just don't know if, I don't want to say people, you know, don't possess the skills or the ability. I just don't know if they get the time. That's all. Those things are just everything just moves so quickly now. It seems. And you, you did mention too, and and one one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out with you and have you on is you were talking about being back here recently, and you were back here mm-hmm. because you went into the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame with some other local guys. I know I'd had uh, Greg DeCourcy, the longtime Alton Marquette baseball. Um, coach went in. Um, he was on here with me a while back talking about that before the the um, ceremonies. But you were able to make it back, and uh, you went in on the Illinois side of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. And um, I mean, just kind of talk about that night and being able to come back. And like you said, you've had time to reflect since you've retired from the Raiders here recently, and and just. Talk about that experience being back here for that. Well, it, it was uh, it was awesome, um, um, and, and very much you know very humbling, very much you know uh, um, you know for me, my family, just very very appreciative. Um, never really you know pursued you know athletic awards like that at all. You just kind of go out and do you know do what you do. So you know recognition any at any time and you know at any level. Um, um, you know, always welcome and, and, and very much appreciated. Um, and I also had an opportunity um, to look into the backgrounds of, you know, some of the other enshrinees. And, you know, I, I, I left the area um, when I went away to college in uh, 1970. And, and, you know, my path that I was on really uh, didn't allow for me to you know, spend any appreciable amount of time in the area, um, I went to uh, Columbus and and um, left Ohio and and ended up you know here in California. And I've been here ever since. Right, um, the path that I've been on, and so um, and then just with the concept of uh, recently retiring and being in this very reflective mood, uh, the whole event, the, uh, the the phone call, it just all seemed so timely. Uh, for me, um, as far as you know, trying to you know, uh, I don't know what, what is it, um, put a put an exclamation uh, mark or 
a point on, on that chapter of your life and turning the page and, you know, moving on, you know, to the next phase. Um, so, you know, again, just from my perspective, looking at these things and, um, just the, the whole event, the timeliness of it, it allowed me to spend some time with, um, some former classmates and teammates right. uh, from high school. Um, several of, of, of these guys, you know, we hadn't seen each other uh, probably since 1970, you know, wow. 52 years ago. And, um, uh, it's, uh, so I, I don't know, just fitting, you know, that all into the timeliness of everything. Um, I've, I've been very humbled, you know, by the, 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 the whole experience, uh, uh, so so nice to see everyone, and then you know we we look back and think about what we've been through here, especially the last probably two and a half three years, uh, where yeah, I think everyone's life, regardless of who you are, where you are, what you were doing, kind of got turned sideways. Exactly. And, yeah. Um, it's you know in one way or another, and I think that's the the thing about this COVID. It's it's so pervasive. It it hit everyone everywhere. Absolutely. At the same time. At Absolutely. the same time, um, and it affected uh, just about every aspect of you know the, our daily lives, if you will. Especially Never experienced personal, anything like that in my life. Especially personal relationships. I think it kind of you know got in the way because you couldn't see people physically see them. So you know, an opportunity like what you just had to come back and be around some of those people you know you hadn't seen already in all those years. But I mean, though though just the 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 personal interactions weren't there the last, haven't been there the last couple of years. So that's nice to be able to enjoy some of those things again, too. Oh, absolutely. It, 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 I think, you know, it affects our thinking and, and, um, um, and for me anyway, you know, it affects your behavior. Um, you know, many of the, as I said, many of these folks, you know, they're, I, so we, we hadn't seen one another for that period of time and there was no pandemic, so we can't blame it on right. that. It's right. just that we were all busy, you know, in our own lanes doing, you know, doing what we do. For me, anyway, you know, the pandemic now, say, hey, you know, stuff changes, and it can change, you know, bam, just like that. Exactly. So, you know, with that in mind and then bringing everyone together, I think, for me, it kind of uh, amplified or accentuated that end of it, and, um, the, the appreciation and and, and, you know, it, it naturally it's going to you know, affect my thinking um, uh, and, and actions going forward here. Um, right. Whatever, whatever's waiting for us out there <laughs> right now. Yeah. Well, let's before we get into all the football stuff, which is obviously where your life was, I want to talk about a little bit of the track stuff um, because I think most people around here that, that – know the name Morris Bradshaw and understand the time with the Oakland Raiders, obviously two Super Bowl championships, working in the front office, all those things. But you were a dynamic track runner in high school at Edwardsville too. And during a time that, you know, I record this podcast in Alton and during a time that Alton track was kind of the place to be. And I remember years ago when I'd interviewed you with the Intelligencer, you kind of talking about maybe some of the battles you'd have with, had with some of those Alton track guys. And, and the name Gail Murphy, I remember, he's a, a big yeah. legendary track athlete at, at, at Alton High that went on to, you know, play run collegiately and everything. Talk about some of that stuff in, in anything you remember from that that 
track career, prep track career, and and running against those Alton Redbirds and and that program at that time. Well, yeah, well, I I I was fortunate to to be able to compete, um, uh, you know, in, in in other sports also, and uh, uh, basketball, which I would say was my my favorite. And, uh, I just happened to be better at football, I guess. Right. Uh, football and, and you know, ran track. But, again, you know, I grew up in an era where, uh, and, and in a, you know, neighborhood and around a lot of guys that, you know, this is what we did on fields every day. You know, we 212 West Union Street, we behind uh, Eden Church there, and we <laughs> had some property and had a baseball. We had a baseball field down there. And, so we could play football. They allowed us to play down there, and um, you know it's like having a, a, a sports field in your backyard. And this is before Field of Dreams and any of that. I mean, we had that. It was there. You didn't have to go across town, and you know, a lot of neighborhood guys, and uh, you know, could come and and and, and partake in that. Um, um, so you know the you know track was you know whatever whatever sport was seasonal I think so track you know you we went and ran track I happened to you know have some speed and I remember um, uh, as a sophomore I believe I was a sophomore um, um, you know at the high school we had others upperclassmen you know running and hadn't really established myself yet but I just remember we didn't have enough starting blocks so yeah. You made your own. <laughs> you know, cinder track, and you know, you, you kind of dug in, and and um, uh, uh, one of the amazing things, though, Bill, in in, in that journey uh, that I do recall, um, I believe it was my probably my junior year, late junior year, maybe early. It had to be junior year. Um, it was in a track meet, and I I think I could roll out of bed. And we're talking, um, you know, 100 yards. And I, I, I could run, you know, 10-1, 10-2. Wow. Easy. Uh, wow. No. I mean, now, this, this, these aren't meters. Okay. Right, right. So, yeah. And and uh, I, you know, it, was, it wasn't a big deal. And I think <clears throat> one track meet, I don't remember where it was, when it was, I, I ran a 9-9. Nine, nine. And... Uh, so I would be willing to go on record saying after that, I do not believe I ever ran above nine, nine again, ever. Wow. And what that tells me or told me and what I learned from years later, um, you know, mentally we, we, we can roadblock ourselves thinking that this is the best that we can do. And I, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to be able to run below 10 flat. But once I did, I never ran above 9-9 nine, nine again. <laughs> wow. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, some of it just may have been, you know, mental maturity, physical maturity at that age. And, you know, we can spend the you know, rest of our lives trying to figure that one out. But there was something, you know, very peculiar of why that stuck with me at that point, you know, through – a lot of the <clears throat> growing up and in, in maturing adversity, uh, you know, that we all go through in life, and, you know, getting to where we think we're going or, or where we even end up at. So, um, 
Um, that was you know one of my more memorable um, uh, thoughts about and memories about running track. Um, you know, if you're you're looking at who's the best, who was the best in the Southwest Conference at that time? Well, well Alton, of course, and and you know, always East St. Louis. And it wasn't just uh, you know the the, the um, you know hundred yard dash or, or, or two twenty. You know, these, these you know they were good in relays. They were good in the field you know in the field events. Um, I don't know. Was Mike Jeffries? Was uh, Mike? He was a quarterback there. Right. But, yeah. Did Mike participate in track? Um, trying to I'm trying to remember his event. I don't know if it was shot put or. I don't remember or, what he did uh, in track. I'm sure he he played. He wasn't one of the uh, one of the guys. You know, it was always like you know Oscar Wallace and Gail Murphy and um, Milton Milton. Um, yeah. He um, was, was a four forty runner. Milton Johnson, um, right? Yes, right? yes, yeah. Thank you. Did yeah. Not, was he an all-stater also? Yes, yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. On yeah. this podcast previously, I had Coach Jim Wigger on with Oscar Wallace, and we talked about a lot of those mm. old track days. And Coach Wigger's still alive; he's in his nineties now, and he's still in great shape. Um, oh, good. And uh, yeah, he just such a you know passion for that sport, you know, and uh, and it was it was really. Uh, an important time for Alton. I just remember, you know, you'd come along, and I mean, it just—I know you finished what second at state? Was it twice in the one hundred? Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, junior, junior, and uh, and senior year. Um, and you know, it was—I—I uh, I, I don't know, it was just you know, natural, I guess, to go out. And, you know, we practiced. Uh, you know, one of the coaches at the time, Winston Brown. Right, um, you know, former Olympian, and you know he he qualified, um, and then yeah, I, I didn't really know what any of that meant back then. Yeah, and then I I got to the to the Raiders and and became friends with Cliff Branch and <laughs> um, learned years you know that the Cliff in Texas you know Cliff was like a nine three nine four sprinter, and yeah. uh, Cliff qualified. The year he got drafted by the Raiders, he's going into the Hall of Fame, by the way. So that's why it's going. And we're, there's a little more family history there. But um, uh, Cliff qualified to for to try for the Olympics, and he chose football. And you know, there, there's this deal. You know, the athletes, you know, track guys come coming. You know, because you can spread the you know stretch the field and that whole thing. Two guys, Bob Hayes, Cliff Branch, were were, were football players that could run fast. <laughs> right. They weren't fast guys that were trying to play football. Big difference. And uh, and and Cliff, you know, we, they, were, they were athletes. Uh, but you know, they, it, it, so you know, seeing that and, and and then getting a better understanding of, okay, here's a guy standing in front of me, he's closer to my age now. And I'm saying, okay, let me get this straight. Now, you you qualified, you went to Olympic trials, and you qualified to, you know, to, to trial for the Olympic track team. Hmm. He said, yeah, and he, he, he chose football. So, wow. um, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, any, any time, you know, with Alton uh, track-wise, you know, if it was basketball, it was probably Collinsville, uh, Belleville mm-hmm. maybe. Right. Um, uh, football it was all, all East St. Louis. Uh, Alton was always up there. Ed, you know, Edwardsville. At least the years that I was there, 
uh, and prior, you know, we had just always been, uh, you know, bottom end with uh, um, Roxana and, and, and Wood River. And, you know, you, you look outside of the conference and um, uh, small but powerful conference in, in, in all sports. The, the way that things were set up back then. Uh, and um, I don't know, just, and you, Bill, you've seen it, but just the number, we started this whole um, uh, talk here, uh, the number of people that have come out of that area, Edwardsville in particular. Oh, absolutely. Um, and have gone on. And, you know, I, I had mentioned to Joe Meyer when, when, when I was there. And <laughs> yeah, we from the intelligence, that, right. Your, your predecessor there, and, and I, I said it, Joe. We, you know, we we had a, you know such a, uh, um, a a great pool of people. You know, George Musso, uh, Don Ole, right, you know, Manny Jackson, Governor Vaughn, uh, you know, Bob Hoskins in this particular case. But I mean, so many others. You know that. that I, you know, going in a whole lot of different Curtis directions. Deal. Curtis Deal would want to yeah, see tied yeah. on track, yeah. Just a, but just a very, very, you know, uh, uh, rich in history. And then all the guys that I've run into in the NFL, you know, that that, that grew up and played ball in East St. Louis. Right. Um, oh, I'm sure. You know, played with Shelby Jordan. Um, played against Brian Cox. Uh, yeah. Know Eric Wright fairly well out here. and. Killing Winslow, I, you know, it's I'm just sure. guys, yeah. just guys, you know, yeah. uh, and I just, just what a, but just what a, uh, you know, a, a, a great area. And then here in the Bay Area now, to, for me anyway, to be able to tie the two together just out of Oakland, you know, Bill Russell, Gary Payton, Jason Kidd, uh, I, you know, I can just keep going. CC uh, Sabathia. I mean, all of these great athletes coming out of the Bay Area here. Wow! Over the, over the years, you know, and and it's just you know the Raider team on Charlie Smith running back. Charlie was a running back scored a touchdown in the Heidi game. Go back and check that one out. Number twenty three. Hmm. Grew up here in Oakland. Uh, MacArthur Lane. Matt Matt grew up here. Played with the St. Louis Cardinals and and, and, and Green Bay Packers in in, in the NFL. It was a good friend. Um, uh, I'm sitting in a bar here not too long ago. I tell everybody what I do, <laughs> but I was hungry and uh, went into a bar here in Alameda and ran into Ed Podolak one afternoon earlier this year. Found out Ed's got uh, uh, some relatives that live out here, but he and MacArthur Lane were very good friends when Mac was with Kansas City and Ed was there. I said, man, this is a guy I watched when I was in high school. <laughs> wow. So this is amazing. You know, to, and, and you got, got a chance to sit there. I told him, I said, I hope I don't drool on you, and I hope I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? But it, it's, it's just a great area. And I just share that. It's it's just a, uh, and, you know, he was, Ed, it was like talking to the next guy on the next school. You know, no big deal. Um, <laughs> just a, a nice man. Um and, you know, and I, I was trying to impress him with my knowledge, and <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't impressed at all. But, you know, the, the thing came back. Who's the uh, Espinosa kid that's in Buffalo? Yeah, um, A.J. Espinosa, yeah, mis- right. Mispronouncing the name. Yeah, but his name came up, 
Ed said he knew the dad. See, I mean, you know, Bill, this, I'm just trying to, man, I can't get it far enough. I can't get away from it. If you will. <laughs> uh, and, and I, I love it. It's, it, it's great. Um, even, you know, in, in retirement, I mean, that's the kind of a day you can, you can still have, you know, Ed's still, uh, Podolak. He's still the, uh, he's the, uh, he does the, uh, uh, color for the university of Iowa. They do dad very well. And right. they said, wow, man, I said, I guess I was supposed to run into you today. Eric Epinesa, which is AJ's little brother is at Iowa now. Um, and okay. then AJ's youngest brother, uh, Yose is a, is a, uh, just finished his freshman year. He'll be a sophomore this fall at Edwardsville. And he just, I think, um, he's visiting different places in Ohio was at Ohio on wow. him. I think he just visited Miami. Um, so yeah, he's getting a lot of looks already. He's going to be a big deal too. So yeah, I mean, they're, they've put Edwardsville on the map, that old family, obviously. And, and his, awesome. their, the father awesome. played at Iowa and was, was a mm-hmm. great player there and, um, injuries, I think kept him out of the NFL, but he's a all time great and a, a fan favorite at Iowa. So when, when AJ got a chance to go there, he was already kind of cemented his as a, a fan favorite because of his dad. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. really put Edwardsville on the map with what, what, um, you know, they've been able to accomplish as a, as a, as a family. So yeah, lots of great athletes have come out of here. Now let's talk about you. Obviously you come out, you're a great athlete at Edwardsville. And now here comes Woody Hayes from Ohio state to Edwardsville to recruit you and just talk about that and getting to go there and that whole experience of seeing a guy like that coming to watch you play at high school. Well, um, obviously it was, um, uh, impressive. Um, um, and you know, a bit overwhelming. Um, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it's kind of hard to explain. I think, you know, the ambition, you know, that I had at, at, at that point, um, and, I don't know, some of the background noise that you hear is, you know, you should go to a smaller school, um, you, you know, that's, you know, the big time, whatever. And, you know, I think the, you know, competitive nature, competitive spirit of, of everything is, you know, you, you want to, you want to, in order to be the best, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play with the best. And, um, I, I don't, I mean, at that point, you know, Ohio State was, you know, fighting, uh, there was a 68 uh, championship team. So, you know, there was no, a lot of notoriety um, at Ohio State at that time in the Midwest. Right. Um, and after making, you know, a visit there and, um, you know, meeting Coach Hayes, it, you know, it was a pretty much a done deal. Um, I thought it was far enough away, but not too far away. Um, I, I thought it was a good program. Um, I really didn't pay attention to, you know, that it was a football oriented offense at all, but, you know, I think time, you know, has shown us all that that changed. Um, it's just that I wasn't the one that implemented the change. It was Archie. Right. And, um, but the door was open there, if you will. And, and, um, I I don't know, you know, lose your job to a two time the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Uh, it's still painful, but I guess, it, I guess it's okay. You know, he's a good, good man. And, 
and hell of a football player, um, and you know deserves it. And, and it's it's a feat that's never been or hasn't been repeated so far, and probably never will because these kids don't stay long enough. Maybe, right, exactly. Uh, to to do anything. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, going there, Bill, uh, just talking about the coaching end. Uh, of things, you know, I I was taught, you know, the fundamentals of blocking, which, you know, d- kind of escapes you in high school. Uh, but here, you know, they have a lot more time to you work with you individually, and at, at least they did for us at that at that point. So I, you know, I I learned uh, and and developed, you know, other other skills, uh, you know, the skills that uh, I guess prior became more naturally, if you will, and. Um, and that, you know, that's how you take it to the next level. It's, it's everybody's talented, you know, every, every, and you know, at that level, everybody's multi-talented, you know, they're much better at, at doing certain things. And, um, uh, but if you have the fundamentals down and you, you know how to do certain things, then, you know, your talent can, can, can shine through. And I, I was, you know, fortunate enough and I was talented enough that I could play multiple positions. Um, and fortunately I played in my favor. I got into Woody's doghouse <laughs> my junior, my junior year, uh, you know, over my dissatisfaction with being, uh, moved to wide receiver. Um, and mainly because, you know, I'm looking at the future and Ohio State doesn't throw the football. Uh, my mistake, I guess, was I said it out loud in front of Coach Hayes <laughs> and, uh, but I, I didn't really play a whole lot after that my senior year. And um, um, somehow, some way, for some reason, the Raiders saw something and they, they drafted me in, in 1974 in the fourth round. And the rest is history from there. You know, I, uh, they say, you're going to play wide receiver. And, and, but yeah, I, I can run you through all the dynamics of what was going on in the NFL at that time. Uh, there were no three receiver wide receiver sets. Right. Uh, if you were trying to, if you tried to get to it, you either did it with a running back um, in that position, you know, where you're throwing the ball. So I possessed those skills. So I think that was the transition. Um, saw it in a Monday night game um, in Pittsburgh uh, in 1980. We ended up going to the Super Bowl, but this play just sticks out. You know, I came in. Had Bob Chandler out wide on one side and Cliff Branch out wide on the other side, and I was in the slot. And Pittsburgh didn't change. They didn't go to a, um, a five defensive back set. They stayed with four, which means now and they're trying to play man-to-man, which means there's a linebacker that, that's going to cover me. And, you know, there's just a written rule. that If you're a wide receiver, you, you, there's no way a linebacker can cover you. <laughs> All right. And, uh, yeah, we spread the field. I went down the middle, and it's the way to beat that uh, two-deep zone that they were playing. You put pressure on the outside or, or, and, or you know, straight down the middle, uh, especially if you're going man-to-man. And, uh, you know, Jim Plunkett, you know, he has to just pick the right one, and he did. We scored a touchdown that night. But I, I think, you know, from there, you started seeing, you know, uh, special defenses on certain downs, and teams started going more to three wide receiver sets and six DBs and nickel or five DBs, and and uh, you know, trying to offset some of the offense that was 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 happening at that time. So you know, the scene the scenario was set, you know, for my my skill set at the time. Uh, we had some tremendous athletes. We had a tremendous team. Uh, 
that that I was so fortunate enough to come to. Right, I got uh, didn't have a whole. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I didn't have um, you know as far as a wide receiver, I didn't have any any real habits to break. I didn't have any habits. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. You know, everything just made sense, and you know, you watch Fred Blitnikoff run a route, and you watch Cliff run a route. And, um, you know, we had uh, uh, Dave Casper uh, came in in the draft the same year that I did. Uh, we had a guy, Bob Moore, uh, was a tight end. And you just watched how, you know, everything worked together. And, um, you know, we had a, a, a defense that didn't, you know, we didn't have a lot of big names on it. But, you know, the one guy coming out of Ohio State that, you know, for uh, Raider history that, that changed things for this organization was Jack Tatum. Yeah. And, um, you know, what, what is it that Jack brought? Jack brought attitude. He brought a different attitude to the game. Now, yeah, it's a whole another book and a whole another discussion of, you know, how that plays into things. But uh, the Raiders became a different team when Jack Tatum arrived in 1970. So, um, uh, was that seven seventy one? I guess it was. But, uh, that you know, that's the history, you know, here. And, um, you know, Ohio State it wasn't a happy time for me, but, it, you know, I learned – Oh, gee, big words, you know, like perseverance and what, what that meant. Um, never really, um, uh, uh, it hadn't really failed in anything, Bill, you know, up until that yeah. day, athletically, if you will. Um, and, and, you know, when you, I don't know who you are, what you, but I think when you're confronted with that, I was anyway for the very first time, uh, you don't, you don't, you have a, a skill set of how to deal with that, <laughs> you know, and um, <clears throat> we're, we're still kind of young and, and you know, in, a, in, in informative years and, you know, probably lacking a lot of emotional, I know I was, uh, a lot of emotional maturity. And um, uh, so you, you, you lean on your, you know, what you become people to become your friends. And, and, you know, so we can go into, you know, what's a friend and how do you, you know, what's the difference between a friend and an associate? I, I mean, I can, you know, just layer up on layer up on layer of learning experiences and, and life experiences, if you will. And, and, you know, how they, you know, all coalesce and come together and, and all of a sudden whammo, you know, here you are, you know, starting wide receiver on an NFL team. And, you know, with the goal of, you know, being in a Super Bowl and, and, and playing that position and winning. Um, um, I don't know. And you get there, and, and so this was 1979. Uh, you know, I became a starter in, in 78. And uh, third game of the season in 79, I dislocate my hip in Kansas City on the third play of the game, and I'm out for the rest of the year. Oh man, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I and mean, you're sitting, in a, you know, in the hospital room in traction and no deal. And the team doctor comes in joking with you about, you know, whether you ever thought about selling insurance or doing something different. Oh you know? no, I think I think he's cracking jokes. <laughs> hey, and you know, at the end, he's 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 he was very serious. I said, I don't think you're going to be able to play anymore. And so that. You know, it's kind of, uh, 
something you don't want to hear every day. Um, I just remember uh, um, lying there in bed the rest of the day crying. And I don't know, I guess like anything else, you pull yourself together and you decide, okay, what do I need to do next? Because uh, I'm not going down that path, I'm going to go this way, so what do I need to do next? And I don't know, just kind of take it sort of from there. But, um, I, you know, that's kind of the, you know, the story and uh, to, you know, where we are, you know, here today, I got out of the, out of football and got away from it for a while, <clears throat> got some training, uh, skill set training in, in other areas, selling, business, uh, mm-hmm. more particular, and, um, and, and oh, about uh, the year was 1989, I'd been out of the league for about six years. Uh, the Raiders, and I believe we've been talking, that they put a, an offer on the table that was hard to walk away from. And uh, I went to work for the team in the front office, their business side, in uh, 1989, um, um, and uh, retired in, in uh, 2019. Yeah, and, and um, that was in L.A. when you went back and worked for them. Uh... Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, yeah, so they had moved from Oakland at that point. So after you'd retired, so uh, and then was it? Did this move to Vegas? Did that kind of play into your retirement? Now I was going to bring that up a little bit later, but you know, it did because you moved back to it Oakland did. with them, obviously, which is where where your home is. And yeah, I was going to say, I mean, was it? Did you take a little bit of an early retirement because of that move again? Uh, actually, I it. I mean, I don't know what you know. Early retirement, I was well past. Um, <laughs> retirement age right um, yeah so you know early retirement would be you know maybe what your retirement plan was but um um you know my deal was i uh, you know why why if you retire you, you retire to something mm-hmm. so what are you going to do and i said what are you going to do that's more fun than what you're doing right now so uh the idea though of moving to Las Vegas and working there. And when this thing, we got hit with this, there, you know, this was three years out. Um, and I looked at it then and I said, you know, I, I really, all I have to do is just show up every day. The decision will, will automatically be made. I just know that I'm, I, I don't want to go to Las Vegas and work. That's what I do know. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll, I'll be, you know, 60, uh, 67, 68 years old, you know, when you want to look at it and, I had nowhere in any dream that I ever had that I was going to be at that age working working in Las Vegas. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and you know, my wife had retired, and we looked. You know, we had to look at our personal lives and and you know where we were at the time, and um, just looked at things and said, you know, you can do whatever you want to do right now. You you were prepared to be here, so um, it it. It was a little difficult um, making the break uh, because nothing ever happens the way that you plan. It happens the way that it's, it happens. Although I ended up where I wanted to be. Um, got a little dicey, but um, but it happened. And looking back on it, that's, I'll, you know, I'll take that. Um, I still got all my fingers and toes, and <laughs> I don't think we we chopped anybody else's off. And so, you know, we're we're in a good place. Um, you know, mainly trying to you know keep our health right now, which has been a challenge um, these last few years and for for all of us. But uh, uh, things are good, Bill. Things 
it, it was a good experience. It was a, a, a good backing out. Um, I seem to have been given the amount of time to assess some things and uh, kind of connect some dots and, and, you know, kind of figure this thing out and, uh, you know, turn, turn that, the page, close that chapter and, and you know, start anew. And uh, here's, here's, you know, here's where we are now and here's where we're going. Not real sure where that is right now. Because <laughs> uh, everything is, everything shifted here a few years ago. Right. That it, it's, it's hard to tell where up is. And I mean, you reach out, you know, where the sides are supposed to be and, and they're not there. Um, so, uh, you know, up used to be down, down used to be up. And, um, just trying to figure out where everything is these days. But, um, no, no complaints, no complaints here. Um, so my wife uh, retired from a, a good career and she still works part time. Um, at a university and doing some uh, consulting and coaching. So that, you know, kind of keeps her engaged. And we talk about it, <clears throat> you know, the time she loves Zoom because she doesn't have to go out. Right. But, um, yeah. Um, so, you know, every, you know, not all things work for everybody. That's, that's the thing. Um, but, you know, we, you know, we, we talk and I said, you know, life is, is strange and it's funny. You know, I, I just think, you know, you should do the things that you enjoy doing as long as you can do. Absolutely. I, it, I, that's just, I just sounds so basic, but, you know, until, you know, it gets in the way of other plans that you've made. And so we've, we've just been going through it, uh, you know, the finances of it and, um, you know, maybe I just said, maybe, you know, we don't need the, you know, fortunately we don't need the income. And I said, but that's not really why you do it. You do it because you enjoy helping people. Yeah. And you so, had said, you know, you could, you can volunteer and do the same thing, you know? And, and I mean, there, you know, there, you just have to step off the path and then, you know, maybe get a little broader look at things. That's all. Step back. And, and fortunately you don't have to figure it out tomorrow. You had said when you were younger that that basketball was your favorite sport when you were growing up, yeah. and that that was your yeah. love. Did did through all this year and all this career, did did football finally, I guess, overtake that? I mean, because obviously it gave you a great life, the sport of football. Oh yeah, yeah. But I I I still you know enjoy uh, well I, when I could I I enjoyed playing. Um, it's a uh, you know more individual, if you will. I enjoyed the running as I got a little older and. Um, um, I still watch the NBA today and, you know, I, I just, the thing that I just uh, am so in, enamored with about the Golden State Warriors is if, if you, if you had to define a team and a team concept somehow, some way, that's the Golden State Warriors. It's, it's strictly team ball and there are no egos involved. Um, you know, it, it isn't about, I have to be the top scorer. Uh, they play a team defense. They, uh, Steve Kerr somehow manages to play deep into his bench, even in the playoffs. And typically, you know, teams would, you settle on your seven or eight guys that you think you can count on. And that becomes your, your bench, you know, through, throughout. And he's going nine, ten guys deep. Um, I, I think, you know, and, and their talent, they all have very high uh, uh basketball IQs. They understand the game. 
that that's the, the other thing. It's not just about playing, but it's how you apply your not your knowledge, and then to you know whether whether you can have twelve guys for fifteen, but to, to get you know another twelve twelve guys on that same wavelength, and 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 thinking so. That's what I, I like about basketball, but you know the timeliness of it, and you know football was the thing that paid the bills. Did <laughs> did, did do you see maybe worked. some? Uh... Some similarities from what you know, maybe what Coach Madden was able to do with all those personalities and all that 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 talent back when you played with the Raiders. You know, I mean, I mean, uh, you guys had a lot of talent, just like these Golden State Warriors do, uh, and you yeah. guys seem to come together and play as a unit. You know, and there was a lot of unique, maybe more unique personalities on those old Raiders teams than what yeah. the Warriors have yeah. with guys like you know the Snake, Kenny Stabler, and. And you talked about, you know, Jack Tatum earlier and, and uh, some of those guys. But, um, you know, is there a similarity there? Did Coach Madden kind of bring you guys together like that too and play as a unit, you think? Well, I, I yeah, I, I think that's an excellent observation on your part. Um, and I think that was, you know, one of the things here, maybe nationally, I know here in the Bay Area, you know, there's this thing called the Raider Mystique. And you know, you know, what is the Raider mystique? You know, right? I don't think it's anything that that you know you can describe to someone. But when you see it, you know what it is. Um, and I, I think part of that mystique was the Raiders. Conversely, I mean, they, the Raiders encouraged you to be an individual, and where you know other teams tried to get you to conform. Right. Well, so they had a dress code. You know, I heard some teams. You know, you couldn't have facial hair, and <laughs> we we had none of that. They, yeah, it, we didn't even talk about any of that. <laughs> you know, and and I think if you had the opportunity to see Coach Madden's um, um, the special, I have um, not seen they it. Did on him, Bill. If you have, if you get a chance to to, to watch it, watch it. But he talks in there, and this was consistent from him. Uh, Coach Madden had three rules, and they were very basic. Uh, rule number one was be on time. Okay, you want to get on his bad side, be late. Uh, rule number two, when you're here, pay attention. And then rule number three was go like hell when I ask you to. <laughs> Outside of that, man, we... You know, there were no dress codes. You could, there were, I mean, we had a curfew, you know, and I, and I don't, I don't, with no disrespect, but it was, it was loose. <laughs> you know, it, it was loose. Uh, but the, but the one thing that, that, that I will say, and it wasn't just Coach Madden, it was Al Davis, it was the whole organization. Coach Madden was an implement, you know, he was the implementer of that with, with, with the players and, and that. Um, one example, I, I just, my rookie year, um, in the locker room, you know, where you had guys playing crazy eights and, um, now I'm a young kid coming from Ohio state where everything was strict, you know, what right. he, he didn't want laughing and why, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just totally different environment and you got guys playing crazy eights, you've got a boom box blasting <laughs> and, you know, guys walking around smoking cigarettes. I, you know, I'm thinking, I, man, I, I, I think I'm in the wrong place. I'm in the wrong place. 
And I just remember Coach Madden, you know, coming into the locker room and said, okay, specialists up in 10 minutes. And I just remember the noise level went down, the card game stopped, the boom box was off. The whole atmosphere changed just like that. We went out and played the game, came back in. The guys that were playing crazy A's didn't even take their uniforms off. They sat back down and finished the game. Boom, it was it was the most amazing thing that I'd ever seen. I'm great. I'm pretty sure this was a preseason game, and they so had that much respect good. for him that they they could just turn that off and do what they needed to do for him and go be warriors for him and then turn it right back on, huh? And, be, and turn it right back on guys. and go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, and I you know, and that's where you know I'm sitting there. Went, man, these guys aren't ready to play because that's what I was told at Ohio State that if you were that loose. You 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 you're not ready to play, hmm. and I, I I disagreed with it, but I had nothing to stand on to substantiate my disagreement because I was too young. I it just didn't. Right. Said, you know, some people relax by re- releasing in that fashion. It's a, a locker room. It's a very intense. Place. Absolutely, yeah. And and you know and and I, I I give so much credit to Coach Madden and the Raider organization for perpetuating that that atmosphere and 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 embracing it as opposed to trying to 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 squash it. And it became I mean it became you know if you were another player coming to the team you coaches didn't decide whether you're going to be there or not players did. Wow. So you did you to, feel you like you found found your home when you were in that Raiders locker room and become part of oh, that yeah. Yeah. organization? I, yeah. I said, man, this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. <laughs> no one was trying to tell you what to do every day and tell you how to dress, tell you how to talk, tell you how to, you know, just play football. And, you know, Al, you know, I just win, baby, but, you know, it morphed into that. But that was the attitude, you know, just, just, just play and win. You know, all that other stuff will take care of itself. Just you, you just concentrate on winning. Don't worry about any of that others. And when I came to the league, you know, there was a, a player strike uh, that was in '74, and, and yeah. uh, I think there was a shortened season. Went down, and and then in '82, my last season was a player strike. So wow, um, you know, same issues. You know, they're, they're fighting over money. Um, Always, always seems to be, and but you know today's NFLs build totally, totally different animal than what what uh-huh. I grew up in, what we're talking about. Yeah, I was going to totally say you probably animal. saw so many changes, but uh, well, oh, talk, talk about you know Coach Madden's passing this year, and I mean, you know, I think for for me and for most fans and stuff. More familiar with him calling games, you know. I mean, for me, that's what it was when I was a kid watching John Madden, you know, calling games on Sunday, you know. But I mean, you got to know him personally. He was your coach when you came into the league, and just talk about when he passed this year, and 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 maybe you know how that affected you and some of these other guys. I'm sure you keep in touch with that played for him back then. Oh yeah, he, it, 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 it was a major effect. I know for me again, timely. Um, still in this transitional stage, if you will. You know, uh, Coach Madden, um, I, I did some volunteer work a number of years and years ago. Um, it was um, um, a couple of nuns had a um, school, and they would get business um, executives or whatever to come in and 
there were two tutoring students in Oakland. Um, these were folks that um, needed to complete uh, their GED, if you will. And uh, I've got a, a real fast um, education on that whole system. Um, I was more, you know, on, if I can't help you with algebra or anything of that nature, more of a, a you know, life, life coach, you know, um, pep talk type of a deal. And, um, uh, you know, one hour. But, I, you know, I had these kids in there, and, and you know, I was telling, talking about an experience with Coach Madden on the football field. And this was the first time that it dawned on me when I finished. They had no idea who I was talking about. <laughs> they knew him as for his game. And the video game, yeah. And I, I was like, wow, okay, that's a that's switch. And, but that was a younger generation. So with Coach passing, um, and again, you know, that was in December. And, you know, for me, uh, you know, the stuff that we I've been going through with just making this transition, mm -hmm. uh, the Raiders leaving the Bay Area and going to Las Vegas, and that's a totally different organization, totally different team than, you know, what the team and the organization that was here. And, yeah. and I, that's not a value judgment. That's just an observation. It's different. But it's a different league, so you you have you, you can't you know what you had here wouldn't survive there, right? Uh, and got a chance uh, to attend a couple of the ceremonies, the funeral number one, and then they had a memorial service for Coach here in Oakland at the Coliseum one evening. Uh, that was awesome. It was right after the Super Bowl, so Andy Reid was here, Ron Rivera spoke, uh, Matt Millen spoke at Coach's funeral. Um, who were some of the other guys? The Leslie Visser, um, um, uh, Steve Mariucci. You know, Steve's a local guy here with the 49ers, right? And, uh, the Lions, and uh, but you know, he went through Green Bay. A lot of guys go through Green Bay. Yeah, right. But it was it it it, it was it was awesome. Ron talked about Rivera. So he's from here, played at Cal, um, but he talked about how Coach helped him. Um, in his first coaching job, you know, down in, in North Carolina um, with the Panthers. And, um, uh, it, it, I mean, just, he, Ron, it said he came to California in the offseason and spent a week with Coach. And he just, he just talked about that experience, you know, you know, just reach back. And you sit there and say, okay, I, I didn't know he did that, but I'm not surprised that he did it. That was the other thing. And, and then, you know, I said, John, had, he had three different parts to his career. You know, there was the football coach, and then there, you know, he and then he became the pitch guy, right? He, you know, for be busting down walls and for Miller Beer and yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, the, the Ann Asset Company, Ace Hardware. And, you know, he he became that guy also, and then um, uh, EA Sports came along and they produced this football game. Uh, that just took off and created a life of its own. And then it, you know, his, his broadcasting career kind of ran parallel with this game. And then he retired, you know, from the broadcasting and, uh, you know, just did a lot of uh, philanthropic stuff around here in the Bay area. They lived here in the Bay area. Um, I wasn't real close to him. You know, he was, he was my head coach for five years. Right. Um, but, um, um, so, but tremendous respect for him. 
Uh, he, both he and his family. Um, and, um, you know, the guy I, I was closer with was Tom Flores. Tom was my okay. position coach for five years and then became the head coach. Okay. Um, Got to be but, big deal you know, seeing him getting in the Hall of Fame then, too. I mean, Oh, absolutely. Right, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're so heading back. Over. We're Cliff, Cliff's so, going in, in in August. We're heading back. Uh, that would be plans great, to go too. back for that. So, yeah, but, I mean, you know, it, yeah, it, it, just putting it all together and, um, you know, the, but the thing that, that Coach Madden and his passing did for me, Bill, is uh, it helped me to, to accept and better understand. It, it, with, I heard, you know, after he, he passed away and then uh, here in the Bay Area, um, he, he had a, um, he, he, he still had a contract with CBS, I think, and he, he would call in in the morning. He did a radio show for a number of years and, uh, you know, morning, in the morning drive and, I mean, it, it was, he just, I mean, everything he touched, you know, they just, just worked. <laughs> and I just said, for me, with his passing, it was, it was, it was, you know, the team leaving the Bay Area and no longer being here. I said, this is the end of an era. It is truly the end of an era. Yeah, how, hard is, here. how hard has that um, been for you seeing that? You know, I mean, you saw him move to L.A., and then you were with them, working for them when they came back to Oakland. And now to see him yeah. leave again, I mean, it just feels like it, it is a – I mean, here I am, a St. Louis Cardinals baseball fan, and, I mean, I've seen two football teams leave in my life, though, and it, it does rip your heart out. But, I mean, you know, I couldn't imagine to see your team leave, come back, and then leave again. I mean, what's it done to that – I mean, you, you consider yourself, I guess, a Raiders fan at this point, obviously, too. What's that do to a fan base and to the people of Oakland, I mean, um, seeing that team move like that twice? Well, it, it, you know, some fans are, are, are misguided in that, you know, they, they, they wear their emotions and think, you know, that's part of the decision-making. And, yes, right. Um, it, it, is, it is truly a business, uh, although it – it it's disguised, you know, as a you know a, a sport, mm-hmm. something that we all grew up thinking, you know, we, we, we do it for fun. Exactly. Um, and and you know, fortunately or unfortunately, um, we witnessed a, a, a great growth of the National Football League uh, from its inception. You know, going back to the early 1900s, if you will, maybe even into the late 1800s. And how it persisted and came along. I mean, even today, you know, you got the USFL playing using the original names of the original teams and and the colors. And I, I've tried to watch the football. I, <laughs> I said it's more of the presentation right now. But uh, you know, the, the the football itself, and I think its purpose uh, will will be laid out. You know, the NFL, in my opinion, needs a developmental league and. and Maybe that's the purpose of this. I don't know, but it it, it is interesting how they've revived it, and uh, um, and 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 the format that they're now using. Um, but everything changes, uh, you know. Everything evolves, and as as our society changes, and you know, our younger people become uh, older people, and um, I, I I I don't know. It, it, it is interesting. Yeah. Uh, it has been very interesting for me. Right, and I'm sure. I mean, you've been a part of it. It's been been part of your life. And, I mean, I don't know how how, how close you were with, with um, Al Davis, too, you know. I mean, and, uh, 
you know, to see see all this. I mean, it's it's just got to be, you know, you're pretty close to it. And like you said, you see the business side of it more than just a fan, but you were a player, yeah. and you've been on the inside of the front office too. I mean, there, there's just been a lot that's gone on with that particular organization, you know, through the years. And, you know, and, and you know, and then, you know, take, take a few steps back and you can say the same thing about the NFL. We can say the same thing about, you know, our society. Yes. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know, one thing reacts or mirrors, you know, what, you know, things that, that, that happen, you know, behaviors, you know, affect people's uh, perception of things. Uh, and, you know, so, you know, here we, here, here we are today, you know, we, we look at the NBA and, you know, I look at the, you know, the, the money um, that a lot of players make. And, mm-hmm. you know, naturally, if you're a player, right, right or wrong, you know, you want to overlay that on, on your career. And, you know, I say, dang, mom, you couldn't, you couldn't wait another 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just had to go out and have us, you know. So, I don't know, Bill. You, 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 it's life. And, you know, sometimes you just need to la- laugh at it. And, and, and go on, but I, I, I have no regrets. Um, you know, sitting here talking today, my family's healthy, and, and many of our friends that you know have been dealing with things. They're, you know, we're we're in touch. But many many of our friends are healthy, and um, I'm I'm grateful for that. I've learned to be grateful for that. Um, and, and then again, coming back, uh, it, you know, the timeliness. Uh, you know the, the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame and um, the, the reconnections um, that you know I was able to to, to make and uh, it just makes it makes me uh, it, it just think a little more deeply about it and I become you know much oh much more in tune and and, um, and much more um, appreciative of you know my my upbringing there. And the opportunities that 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 we had, uh, as I said, you know, to to, to be able to have a, a field that you could play in. Uh, many, you know, many guys that I met over the years came from inner cities. You know, they didn't have that opportunity. Right. And yeah, sure. you know, we had that. And 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 I said, you know, I I didn't know what humidity was. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> it was hot. That right. was you know, and you sweat a lot. <laughs> and then you know, I came to California, and it was hot, but there was no humidity. And I said, yeah. oh, this is different. You know, you run all day. Right. You know, humidity kind of zaps your energy. And uh, here, you, know, you, you run all day and, and stay warm. And I, you know, I, you know and now the physiology starts to play. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting a little deep on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did uh, want to bring. It was up, just a great experience. I did want to bring up too. You know, you mentioned the USFL and what they're doing right now with that. I did notice in in '84, and I, I didn't. I've never talked to you about this, but in '84, you actually were part of the the Oakland Invaders of the USFL. Yeah, and and talk yeah, about that yeah. experience. What what that was? Well, it was it was an experience. <laughs> it, uh, it didn't last very long. Right. Actually. Uh, it was a, 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 a very volatile league at the time. Um, I naively thought I could orchestrate uh, my exit from football uh, by uh, um, playing here in Oakland for a year or two and, um, you know, establishing yourself and being more outgoing, um, set up, you know, relationships. I mean, it was a great plan. I, the only thing I forgot to do was you got to play football. <laughs> 
Uh, and so uh, it didn't last long. I think it lasted maybe two or three games in, into a season and okay. I got released. But uh, yeah, there was another motive behind it. And I don't want to go into it now, but um, um, uh, I didn't want to do that. And the Raiders owed me some money, but um, Mr. Davis talked me into going out for the team and that ironically I made just about the amount of money that I was, we were talking about him funding me. And I told him I was going into sales and I needed, you know, a nest egg until I could, you know, build a pipeline and, and, mm -hmm. and get some money coming in. I had, I had no concerns about whether or not I could do it. I, you know, here's the plan. And I, yeah, I don't know. It, it wasn't, I mean, when you look back on it, that wasn't a very good plan. <laughs> it sounded good, but it wasn't a very good plan. But anyway, it worked. And, and um, I, so I had a brief moment there, but I was on my way out and, and I was looking for the out. I said, the lesson that I learned was, again, I, I naively thought I, I was orchestrating this thing. And, and I said, at the end of the day, you've got to do the most important thing. And that is to go out and play. Right. So, um, needless to say that again, that didn't last long and, and you know, another eye opener, but you know, I had to, had put some irons in, in a fire and, you know, and done some things and met some people, and, uh, things fell into place. And, and, you know, one day in 1989, I get a call from Al Davis and said, Hey, I think I got something that you might be interested in. And after that conversation, the rest is history. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, we made it work. Just looking down real quick, and and and, and um, you know, we'll start kind of wrapping things up here a little bit here. But yeah, I just wanted to go over, okay. uh, yeah, some of these guys you you played with through. You know, you had 12, 12 TDs um, um, during your career. Eleven of them with the Raiders. Won two Super Bowls, seventy-seven and eighty-one. And these names, these are just the Hall of Famers: Ray Guy, Kenny Stabler. Willie Brown, Fred Bolitnikoff, Gene Upshaw, Art Shell, Ted Hendricks, Dave Casper, of course John Madden is a head coach, and then and then Tom Flores is your head coach on that '81 team, and then you had those other guys. Well, you said like Cliff Branch is about to go in, who was your your buddy and your wide receiver, you know, and you had Jack Tatum. You had a guy like Matt Millen come in in that '81 as a as a um, rookie, you know, um, George Atkinson, who kind of became a, a legend on NFL films, you know, and all the things he did. Mm -hmm. And he's considered Mr. Raider and obviously the only wide receiver or the only quarterback to win two Super Bowls and not be in the Hall of Fame, Jim Plunkett. And then a guy who made his name not just on a football field, but on television, the movies, and it, John Matusik. I mean, you know, he ended up being, mm -hmm. you know, sloth on the Goonies, you know, and what he in North Dallas 40, he was a big deal in there. I mean, you played with so Talent. many characters and so many great yeah. athletes in that Raiders time. And I mean, uh, just reflecting back on that in itself, those, those personalities and those relationships and all that stuff has got to be just phenomenal memories for you yeah it was you know um these were um um you know ex ex extremely multi-talented multi-faceted individuals um they, they weren't just football players uh businessmen actors uh entrepreneurs um, um 
And, you know, again, the, the, the Raider structure allowed for those qualities to be accentuated. They, you know, um, I mean, just the creativity, I, some of the stuff I can't talk about. <laughs> right. Over the top, but the stuff we got away with, but, but just the creativity that, 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 you know, some of these guys exhibited, but you were in an environment where you were encouraged to be creative like that. And, and, you know, a lot of the plays at, at that time, Bill, I mean, there wasn't a lot of shuffling of plays for going in and out from the sidelines. Everything was called on the field. So, you know, you, these guys, you had to be knowledgeable about what was going on, where you were in the game. And, and I think one of the, one of the qualities of the Raiders, at least, the, you had guys that weren't afraid to, 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 to help and teach others. You know, many times you're protecting your position uh, by, you know, withholding, you know, what's, who's uh, um, Marcus Mariota. Uh, I mean, even having the conversation of how much help is he going to give his backup quarterback? You know, I, I mean, why would you? Why would that even be a topic of discussion? <laughs> your teammates, right? You know, and and the, the Raiders accentuated that. Uh, you know, to you know, guys weren't afraid to help you and. Because and and I had heard they said, man, we never know when we're going to need you. You got to be ready. They wanted to win. That right. was the reason everybody wanted to win. I and that that was the central theme. And and this isn't a criticism. This is just a a um, uh, an observation and an acknowledgement of changing the times. So a couple of years ago, um, my wife and I with some friends we. We're fortunate enough to be in Las Vegas, and um, um, the alumni department now they met us, and it just gave us a, like a fantastic two-hour tour of this new stadium, mm-hmm. and it, it was awesome. I mean, this thing has you know all the bells and whistles. <laughs> of, uh, you, you can't. It's not a football stadium. It's an entertainment uh, complex, if you will. Um, it, it was just awesome. I had the locker rooms, the big screen TVs. And I kept, when do you have time to watch TV in the locker room? Well, but anyway, <laughs> uh, what would you show someone? But uh, j- just the, the the amenities, uh, not only in the stadium, but the electronics. and I mean, just the whole deal. And I just remember, we, this was two hours, and I was talking to another former player, and I said, "So, but the one thing that stuck out in my mind at that whole time, during the, the two hours, nobody talked about winning. Hmm. They wow. talked about all the amenities and the bells and whistles. Hmm. Right? The game, everything has changed now. You know, it's um, and I, as I said, it's, it's not a criticism. It's, it's just an observation, and but it was a stark observation for me that uh, you know this is wonderful." But it doesn't resemble anything of what I'm familiar with. This isn't, you know, next generation, new generation. Now, if you if you're going to live in that generation, then this is the kind of building that you have to have. These are the amenities that you have to have. These are the things that your fans are looking for when they come into this building. Hmm. And winning, you know, doesn't <laughs> seem to fit into any of those top slots. <laughs> wow. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then I mean, so it's, it's, yeah. it's almost well. If we win, that, that's great. But we'll be back next week. You know, huh. kind of, kind of, yeah, and some know. of the things you'd gone through. Were, were you on the? Were you in the holy holy roller game? Did you play in that game? Is yeah, that the, yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, that yeah. ended up being um, uh, that year. I think that was my 
one of my career best games. Uh, he had four, four catches for over 100 yards in that game. Um, wow. But, you know, that it, it could have been a breakout again. and, and But it was just, you know, right time, right place. And I said the, the best thing that ever happened in that game was I – I wasn't the last person or last Raider player to have an opportunity to touch the ball because I probably would have fallen on it thinking that I recovered it, but there was no time left and we had no bounce left. <laughs> so it was a good thing that I didn't get a shot at. Who, who was it that ended up running that in? Uh, well, run it or kick it in. It was Dave Casper. Okay, all right. And and if you go back and watch that play, and he was trying to pick it up. Yeah. And there's just absolutely no way, you know, that you can soccer kick that ball, keep it right in front of you, and know that you're in the end zone and fall on it. Uh, you know, a football because of its its shape, I mean, it can bounce any any type of way, in any direction, at any time. Hmm. Now, how that ball happened to stay right there in front of him for that period of time. Um, yeah, that's a, that was a good one, but I guess the controversy is how, how we got it there. So, right. so it, yeah, man, yeah. but you know, the, I mean, there, the officiating there, has, has changed over the years. That, so. That's for sure. Yeah. The whole game has, but there's an example too of, of that, that tenacity of wanting to win that you guys had back on those teams back in those days too, I think. Yeah. Winning was important. It was, it was, you know, we were taught and we brought up well, Ohio state too. Um, there was nothing more important than winning. It was drilled into you every day. And, you know, you carry those things, you know, in, in, in your private life and, um, you know, some of the attributes and the idiosyncrasies I think we, we, we bring along. But, but you know, it, at that age, at that stage, you know, we're still developing as human beings and, uh, you know, becoming who, who we're going to be and still developing, you know, fund our own, you know, fundamental foundations, if you will. Uh, how we perceive things, how we approach things, and um, yeah, I, you know, it was it was good, you know good timing, and um, you mentioned you know a lot of the folks that I had an opportunity to to, to be on the field with and and become friends with, um, and you know many of those friendships persisted and truly developed, you know after our playing days, um, right? You know you get you get into life at that point, and. and uh, but you know the, the foundation is there, and and the fundamentals you know that we develop are there. I've learned, and um, I you know I, I I don't know I I again I have no regrets. Um, you know I had I had my shots, and you know you you win some and you lose some, and I had to do all over again. I'd do it the same way, um, even knowing the outcome. Now I. You know, like everyone else, I you know maybe do a few things a little differently. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but you know, it's 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 been a wonderful journey, and and I'm looking forward to you know continuing it. We're um, just um, waiting on this pandemic thing to loosen up. I kind of think it never will, and I mean, right. this is how life is going to be. Uh, so we'll we'll adapt and make the best of it. Well, you just had a had a granddaughter uh, uh, graduate college, right? So things are yeah, awesome. things are doing yeah, good for awesome. you there. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, so that's uh, the story there. Uh, yep. Cliff's son and, and our daughter were married for a period of time. So this is oh. our granddaughter. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, so um, unfortunately, you know, Cliff passed away a couple of years ago. 
but we're we're all planning to to go back to Canton and be a part of his entrainment into the Hall of Fame. Daughter and uh, daughter and his son are, are no longer married. Okay. But um, you know, but, but to watch this young lady um, and some of the stuff that you know has happened in her life, um, especially these these last few years, um, and and this to to still. Um, do as and perform as well as she she did with school and uh, and with life in general. Um, I'm just so proud of her, our daughter, and um, um, and you know it gives you hope. And I told my daughter the other day, it's okay now. Turn that page now. What's this next chapter all about? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are we going here? And so. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, I'm, and all I want to do is get her to laugh about it. Just yeah. say, hey, nothing, nothing is forever, but, no. you know, enjoy the heck out of it while you can. Right. Uh, well, isn't that a shame? You, you know, Cliff, Cliff's going is. in after he's passed away. And, and, and Kenny Stabler, he had passed Same before way. he got in, right? Same yeah. Way. It's yeah. a shame they waited yeah. so long to get those guys in. It really is. You know, I, I could, you know, say, you know, a lot more with, with a lot more emotion, but, you know, I guess life is that it, it. You know, the one thing that is is he's in. Right. Exactly. Um, and you know, are we happy with the way it happened? No, but he's in, and they can't take it away from him. So that's what we know for sure. So that's what we'll go with. Right. Could have been done differently. We think so, but nobody was asking, and they're not going to go back and change it. So I'm glad a, a local uh, guy that I got to have a little bit of a relationship with before he. He passed on recently. I was so glad to see him to get to experience that. And that was Kevin Green. Um, you know, yes. I, I got to yes. be a, a little friend, friendly with him, um, and and really got to know his story from working in the media, local media, and and I got to be kind of part of that whole thing, interviewing him and being around with that. And and I know he's passed now, which it saddens me, but he got mm-hmm. to enjoy all that after all those years he was waiting to get in, right. and and I mean, you know, it was. He was just glowing during that time, you know. I got to meet him in person a couple of times and talk to him on the phone, and you know what a great individual he was, and and an intense, intense guy. But you know, I was so glad to see him get to experience that because you know, yeah. you know, it's so much better when they get to experience it themselves. I mean, it's their career, but like you said, oh, yeah. for the families, it still is a a a, a moment that they can enjoying you getting to see your buddies go in finally that you know they're hall of famers you know that's got to be still a great time yeah didn't know it you know when we were playing but and you know working every day but i think there there was a sense of there's there's just something special about this moment or this group or this time mm-hmm. and i mean i really can't put my finger on it but you know time and history has done that for us Right, but you you did you did have that sense, and then I, I back up and say you know probably every guy to play on every team probably felt yeah the same way. exactly <laughs> exactly so you know we're there you you know, we're we're not you know you're no more special than 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 the next guy. So, well, Morris, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been great catching up with you. You know, it's it's been a while since we talked, probably about a decade, actually, since I was at the yeah, Intelligence. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like that long. No, it right. doesn't. Um, but as I was thinking about it, it's, you know, it's probably been nine nine years, I think. So, you know, getting to catch up with you, you know, congratulations on going into the St. Louis Sports mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Long overdue. Thank, you. Thank know, you. And, I Thank mean, you, Bill. You know, they brought back the Edwardsville 
Hall of Fame here now too, yeah. and, and that's yeah. been a big deal. And and you know you were a you're an original member of that Hall of Fame when they started that, and and uh, you know they're doing some great things with that too. So Good. you know, um, and and you're at the forefront of that too, even though you're not not here anymore. You're 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 cemented in that Hall of Fame too. So congratulations and. Um, I'm I'm glad you were able to come on with me and good luck with whatever the future brings for you. And I'll let you know when this is going to come out and all that that good stuff too. So, um, great. Like I said, glad to have you on. Well, thank you so much. I I appreciate you and appreciate you know this this opportunity. And again, you know, Bill, this is all. I don't know if I'm expressing it properly, but it's also timely for me personally. Right. Um, you know, for you know, at this stage of my life, and you know what what we're looking to do, and uh, really, you know, just reflecting that um, I'm reminded by my friends that uh, man, it, it, things just are, are so much more exciting when you're looking through the windshield than the rearview mirror. So, right. I, okay, I got you. It's, right. it's time to you know head that way. So, uh, again, man, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you, Morris. All right. Thanks for listening to the Coach Speak Podcast. If you're a coach or player or know a coach or player who would like to be featured on the Coach Speak Podcast, email Bill at broseberry5123 at gmail.com. And tune in next time on Coach Speak, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Steve Medford.